Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I am your host, Steve Pearson, pastor at Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. And we are delighted that you can join us today for this episode. And just a quick shout out to Key Radio for use of their studio and all their support. And and also for those of you that might be listening for the first time, if you're tuning in and you've never listened to Shouts of Grace Radio, we are a program that takes uh, different topics, different scripture, and applies a biblical worldview view to them um, for the growth and the perfection of the saints. And if you are a return listener, hey, we want to welcome you uh, back and thank you for all of your support, as well as remind you that if you are in the Utah County area and you do not have a church that you attend regularly on a Sunday morning, why not swing by Redemption Hill? We meet at Vista Heights Middle School there in Saratoga Springs at 1030 a.m. on Sunday mornings. And also just a, a record recognition of this new year 2020 and all that God wants to do um, in your life personally man we are praying uh, for God's will to unfold and and, and to that end what I want to do in today's broadcast is kind of talk about a lot of things that that unfold at the beginning of years people people make New Year's resolutions people remember people choose to forget and kind of what the Bible has to say about all that and so um, in on on the line today I have a very good friend of mine one of my closest friends he's a pastor at Cal Calvary Chapel Inglewood um, in there in Southern California. Bill Buffington, what is up, my brother? How are you? Doing good, man. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing well, man. We just got back from California, and, and I know we, I wanted to hook up with you guys. We had kind of a quick trip, but um, how's how's the family? How's everything going? Everything's going good, man. We uh we've had a great uh great year. Um, and this this is right on time. The what we're going to be discussing today, because uh, I I do that, you know, reflecting backwards and then moving forward. Amen. So so let's jump into this, Bill, because you know there there's times where where when you read the Bible, it almost seems like there's 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 two there's two commands, and they seem to be. Completely opposite of one another. For example, I think it's in Proverbs 26, verse 4 and verse 5. There's two different commands. On one hand, it says, um, don't speak in the hearing of a fool. And in the very next verse, it says, speak in the hearing of a fool. And you almost kind of get this mixed message like, well, which is it? And when it comes right. to when it comes to this idea of reflecting, there are times when the Bible tells us to look back and remember, but then there are times when the Bible says forget the past and look forward. And so, what I want to do is kind of kind of start this off, and then just kind of hit the ball into your court, and maybe you can kind of explain the difference between those two and when it's appropriate, when it's healthy, and when it's not. Um, in Deuteronomy eight two, um, God is talking; he's he's bringing the children of Israel to, to the bank of the promised land before they go in, and he's says something very interesting. He says, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. In in, in this instance, Bill, God is actually commanding them to look backward and to actually remember. And so talk about that. When, when do you think it's healthy? When does the Bible describe it's healthy to actually reflect and look backward? 
Yeah, I think that, you know, it's healthy. The The times that we would be encouraged to look back is a lot of times connected to we're, we're remembering God's faithfulness. We're looking back at, you know, God's the one that brought us this far, like the memorial stones and Joshua, you know, the, the Ebenezer's, uh, you know, look back. God, God brought us this far. Um, those seem to be the times, you know, my, one of my favorite stories of David and Goliath, you know, when David was, you know, faced with Goliath and he's standing before Saul, who was scared to go himself um, and Saul tried to discourage him. David said, look, uh, while keeping my father's sheep, he remembered, he rehearsed God's past faithfulness. He mm. says, you know, God delivered a bear and a lion into my hand. This uncircumcised Philistine will be just like them. And so he reflected on God's past faithfulness to give him faith for the new bat, the new challenge, the new battle. I think that's when it's healthy, when we're we're looking back to remember what God did so that we can continue to move forward and full of faith in a faithful God. Amen. And you know, this, it's an interesting word, this word remember here, it actually, it, it literally means recording. And then the, the, the next part where he says, um, remember how the Lord led you through the wilderness, these 40 years, the, the, the word in there is the whole way. And, and it literally means every little anything. So what he's saying is make a recording of every little anything that God did these last 40 years. And, and man, when, when, when you take that one verse and you go and unpack Exodus and Numbers in light of all that God did, man, what you're saying is true. You see the faithfulness of God towards the children of Israel like like you could never imagine. Isn't that right? Right. And I think that's why when you, when you look at all that God did, it's why God had a right to be upset when they didn't believe him. They had no reason not to trust him. He had only ever always been faithful. So to not trust someone that's always been faithful, always come through, always did what they said is unreasonable. And so they were held accountable for that because they had no reason not to have faith in God, no reason not to trust him. Amen. And, and I love what he says there, too. He says that that I want you to make a recording of all the little things that God did, everything that he did over these last 40 years. And it says how he humbled you and tested you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey him or not. And I think what he's saying here, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, like it is it is healthy to look back and, and to look at the lessons that, that God has taught us in regard to humility or in regard to the tests of our own heart, right? Because because when we do that, like let's take, for instance, they, they, they look back on the day they left Egypt. I mean, God tested them as soon as they left, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, immediately. <laughs> he, like, he put them up against the banks of the of, of the Red Sea and said, now watch this army. And what did they do? They complained, right? When 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 he made the, the bitter waters uh, sweet, they were complaining for water. Then they were complaining for food. And then they were complaining for, for quail. And then, I mean, it just seemed like God showed them the entire time. I love what you said, that they were faithless, but he was faithful. And, and man, those are great lessons to hold on to, aren't aren't they? I do believe so, man. I think even even as we move forward with the things that God has given us, I think it's healthy to record the answered prayers, the things that God has come through on, because there are new challenges today, but, but God's track record for us is no different. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we look back and we'll see that, man, God's been faithful 100%. He's kept his word. And so 
I do believe we need to look back and rehearse his faithfulness, how he's come through the lessons that he's taught us that we don't move forward. Like we haven't had this encounter with the living God. He's taught us things along the way that are supposed to continue with us. Make that practical uh, for a second, because you, I mean, I know you and I know some of the things that you've gone through both, both as a dad, um, you know, with, with a special needs child, obviously. And then even as a pastor, with just some of the stuff you've gone through, how has the past faithfulness of God really impacted your your faith journey in the present uh so i'll give you an example um many of the steps of faith that god has called our family to take you know they've been things that you know challenge us financially you know at one point my wife and i both worked she was a principal she was really the major breadwinner and as you said we have a son with autism and so uh, the decision was made. We both were convinced that my wife really needed to come home and be with him. And that was a major step of faith. That meant that, you know, uh, the majority of our income was going to be gone. And we crunched the numbers and it didn't work out on paper. But we were convinced that God had said do it. So we did it. And she put in her resignation. And within a year, God had did just some amazing things. My wife found that there was program that would actually pay her to be home with my son almost like Jacob. I mean she almost like like she who got paid to nurse you know Moses she she got paid to be home with our autistic son and it, it just there were all these things that God did that just brought it to where it balanced out we didn't lose a home and we look back and say wow like that that wasn't supposed to work out but it completely worked out so the next time God tells us to do something that doesn't make sense on paper, we know that the paper and the crunching numbers is not how we make decisions. We got to go on the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And man, I can, I can testify to that. It's, you know, I, I, I think sometimes it, when we, when we fail to look back and that's really what we're talking about here, remembering the faithfulness of God and how he humbled us and how he showed us what was in our heart. You know what, what this verse is saying in Deuteronomy 8 too, it, it's, it's not that God is shocked what's in our heart. God doesn't, God's not, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's there. Right. Why, why is it important? Do you think in this journey, as you look back that we see us? in this because that's really what God is talking about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to see ourselves because we can remember when we, man, I don't I don't know if that's going to work. We can remember what we were wrestling with, what we were going through. We can remember our own unbelief and and then God's faithfulness. And so, you know, as, as we remember those times, I remember when I wasn't really trusting God and he was faithful anyway, shame on me. Um, those things have to teach me the next time you should be, you should do better. Hmm. Um, this, we should make progress. You shouldn't stay in the same place. Um, God was gracious. He was merciful to you there. But, you know, at, at this point, as you move forward, you shouldn't still be full of, you know, a, a lack of faith towards God. Um, you shouldn't wrestle as much with with unbelief, seeing how the Lord has shown himself faithful. And so there are times when I look back and I'm ashamed of how long I wrestled with something. Uh, and when I finally, you know, trusted God and he just came through. So God's like, so next time you won't wrestle as long. I hope, you know, mm. the next time you, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't battle with the same thing so long, knowing that I'm with you, knowing that I'm faithful, knowing that I can do anything. Yeah, man. Amen. And in fact, I have one of the disciplines I'm adding uh, to my life this, this year. And, and, and I call them disciplines, you know, I don't go overboard, but, but really it's celebrating the wins because what 
I found, particularly in the last few years, is is the voice of the enemy likes to take that which is a molehill and make it a mountain, and he's loud. And and what happens is when when things are happening and I'm colliding with life and ministry and and all that stuff, he he really he kind of accentuates the the bad. And and what happens is I fail to see what God is doing and how God is leading me into every little anything. And I love this verse, Bill, because what God is saying in Deuteronomy 8, 2 is I was with you the whole way, how I led you these 40 years. There wasn't one thing that I wasn't in. I caused the hunger. He even says that earlier on. He goes, I caused the hunger to test you and the thirst to test you when you were complaining about going back to Egypt. I sent the serpents, but I also sent the cure. I mean, God was in every last little bit of it to show them them. And and, and I think sometimes we can get wrapped up in, in the snake bites or wrapped up in the thirst or the hunger or what we don't have that we fail to realize that God is in it, conforming us into the image of Christ, which is our greatest desire anyway. And so what I've decided is I'm going to add this this discipline in my life this year. I'm going to I'm going to celebrate the wins. I'm going to acknowledge God's leading in everything, even what seems to be the bad, because I'm shaped even greater in those moments. And so, hey, well, I want to I want to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace. I'm your host, Steve Pearson, pastor at Redemption Hill Church there in Saratoga Springs. And we are on the line today with a good friend of mine, Bill Buffington, the pastor at Calvary Chapel Inglewood there in Inglewood, California. And we have been talking about this idea as we kind of kick off 2020, this idea of when it's healthy to look back. And Bill, as we were talking on the other side of the break, we, we were just mentioning how, how when it comes to rehearsing God's faithfulness. It's so, it's so, um, it's just so healthy to look back and see how God is faithful so that we can kind of exhibit faith in the present that, that God isn't going to leave us stranded. But then Bill, the truth too is there's times when scripture tells us to forget what's behind, right? I think of what what Paul said in Philippians three, that, that we're to press forward. And so maybe kind of shift gears now and talk about that. When is it healthy to actually forget what's behind and why is it important to forget and look forward? I see a few reasons. Uh, when I think of the Apostle Paul, you see a man who, um, you know, he had a he had a bad past. You know, he had been responsible for the persecution of the church, um, even the death of, of of Christians earlier on. And so, um, as he gets rolling in his walk with the Lord, he has a bad introduction to Christianity. They didn't they didn't believe he was really saved when he first got you know got born again and tried to join the church in Jerusalem. And so, as he moves forward, God says, "Look, forget the forgetting the things that are behind." I'm not worried about that. He's not carrying into the future a guilt about what he did when he wasn't saved. He's not he's not living in the misery of any of those things, forgetting it all. I'm moving forward. I'm pressing forward to the things which are ahead. I also look at it and I think, you know, Paul had a lot of successful ministry at that point when that when those words were spoken. And so I've heard guys that 
are so living in the past, you know, oh man, we did this back in, you know, the, the seventies or the fifties or the sixties or the whatevers. And, and they can live there and, and that's their conversation. And that's that it's like, man, what's God doing today? You could live there so long that it's unhealthy, you know, that they're mm. they're I'm rehearsing the past. I'm remembering, but there isn't anything today. And so I think it's a healthy thing at a point to say, look, I'm forgetting the things that are behind me. My vision is forward. I'm not focusing backwards. I'm focusing forward. And so I think those can be two ways. If I have things in my past that would burden me with guilt, that would, you know, bring me into a point where I may be, I may be paralyzed. I, I don't feel worthy to move forward. That would be unhealthy. And so in that sense, yeah, forget that. So I'm moving forward. I have vision for the future. And if I've had a successful past, I don't want to live there too long either to where I don't forget that there's still ground to take. There's still things God wants to do today. I don't want to celebrate 10 years ago's victory so long that I'm not taking new ground. So wow. I think those can be two areas where, you know, we forget what's behind us and we really move forward, pressing forward to what's ahead. Yeah, I want to I want to I want to unpack that a little bit more, too, as it pertains to to to, to family and, and the things that God's doing. You know, the script, scripture says that God is the God of the living. Right. I mean, he's not, he, he's he's alive now. He's he's in it now. He's with you now. And so I love what you said that 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 focusing it's not just simply focusing on the bad and self-condemnation that ultimately always comes when you look back at your sin and you don't receive, you know, you, you don't receive God's forgiveness, but, but it's also exactly what you said. I think people revel in the past of the glory days and man, woe to us, Bill, if, if the glory days are behind us, you know, and mm-hmm. we're sitting here living, a, living a life of quote unquote faith and, and our most faithful days are behind us. I mean, we don't, we don't ever want to be in that position, but something else, I, I, Isaiah said this in Isaiah 43, 18, he said, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. He said, I'm going to do a new thing. It's going to spring up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And and I love that verse because that's even talking about when things seem to be going bad. Bill, talk about this idea that that life really as a Christian life is seasons. It's not when we're in a season, we think it's forever, right? We see no end. We see no light at the end of the tunnel. We definitely a lot of times forget to realize that God's showing us something in that. But, but here he says, I'm going to do a new thing. There is hope in the midst of the season that's good that you're going through. And so I want you to forget about what you've come out of. And so how important is it when it comes to moving forward? Let's say in a marriage, take for instance, a marriage, let's make it practical. We have a lot of um, a lot of hidden marriage issues in Utah County here where, where people hold on to the past. When is, when does that become a detriment to moving forward? Let's say in a marriage or with, or with raising kids. Yeah. I think in a marriage situation, you know, if, if, you know, you meet with a couple in there, you know, they have some things in the past and, you know, someone needs to repent, someone needs to forgive. Uh, if, if that's not genuinely done, if, if the person repents, but someone says, I forgave it, but I want to talk about it again next week. And I want to talk about it again a month after if, if you, you never really get free of it, it's never really truly forgotten. You know, we're still kind of living in the thing that happened, you know, 10 years ago. If you forgave it, then move on. If it's not happened anymore in that sense, it could be a hindrance. You know, you could be, you could be bringing the past with you into your new era, into the new season. And maybe God wants to do a brand new season. If we would repent and forgive, God would bring us into a fresh season and renew and restore 
But if we choose to remember the the bad things and bring them to the forefront and live with them in in the front of, right in front of us, it could be a hindrance to the new season that God wants to bring you in. And that can happen in ministry. That can happen in a marriage. Um, they can, you know, you know, in ministry, you get stabbed in the back. You have bad things happen. Pastors can carry that into the future. And now you're not as open to loving new people. You're not as open to receiving people into your personal world because, you know, of of that thing that happened. And so I do think it's important at at points to say, man, I got to leave that back there. I'm I'm, forgiving it. I move forward. I leave it in God's hands. But I want to be able to move forward in every new season. Yeah. In a new way. And uh, another thought I had with the Isaiah 43 passage is God told them to forget the former things. I'm getting ready to do something new. Uh, I think for believers, many times the enemy to the new work God wants to do is the old things that mm. he did. And so, oh, you know, it's always been this way. And so, you know, when God wants to bring in something new, when he wants to do something brand new, no, 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 no. We, we, we do it like this here. This is how we've always done it. Sometimes the enemy of the new work is the old thing that succeeded. It only succeeded then because it was what God was doing then. Uh, we want to leave room for God to give new direction. Uh, I think that's important for us that um, we, we don't be locked into the old so much so that God can't give a new direction. Wow. I'm, I'm going to actually quote that, man. So the uh, oftentimes the enemy to the new work is the old work. That, yeah. that's, that's, that's awesome, dude. Um, I had, a, I had something that happened to me, um, you know, a couple of years back, I was going through a real tumultuous time kind of in my own head with a lot of things that were unfolding with us and ministry and church and different things. And I was driving down the freeway, um, and, and I passed a, a, a highway patrol officer. And of course I, I did what, what all, what all guilty people are doing. That <laughs> they look in their rear view mirror, they keep looking, I'm wondering, when's he going to pull out, you know, and chase me and do I get off and run? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, um, but 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 I but I did look in the rearview mirror, and all of a sudden I hear this voice, Steve, watch out! My wife's sitting next to me. I look forward, and I almost run into the back of of, of a semi truck, and and instantly when I hit the brakes, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you will never be able to see what's in front of you as long as you are looking behind you. And and it was a direct, just, a, a, it was a direct assault on what the enemy was doing in my head by constantly, like you said, focusing on on what was behind. And and so I, I learned that day, man, God is for what's in front of me as, as well. And, and I think I rob, you know, kind of piggybacking off what you said, Bill, in the last, in the last minute and a half here is, is that I think sometimes we rob God of what he is doing in the present because we're so focused on whatever's in the past. And and God is always allowing things to happen in our life that are causes to give him glory. And and, we, and yeah. the enemy actually robs us from giving God glory in the present because we're so focused on on what's in the rearview mirror. And so, you know, in, in the last um in the last minute and a half that we have, Bill, talk to the person who's listening right now here um who is struggling with the condemnation of what they have done, thinking they're beyond forgiveness. No way God can forgive them of that. They're looking back. And because of that, they can't accept what's in front of them. What would you say to that person? I would say to anybody that's looking back and feeling condemned, uh, I would tell you to look up to the cross. Um, The Bible teaches that, that, that when Jesus hung on the cross, he took the sins of the world, every sin you ever committed, every gross, dark, wicked thing you've ever done. He took it to the cross and he paid in full. When he said it is finished, um, it, it was paid in full. He paid the complete debt for our sins. And as you, as I, as we put our faith in Jesus in the finished work of Christ on the cross, 
our debt is paid, our guilt is gone, and we we have to in faith now move forward. I'm forgiven, we're forgiven, you're forgiven, and we got to get good at walking in that. I am forgiven. I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. My sins are no more. One day I'll stand before a holy God who is perfect and holy and pure, and because the blood of Christ has washed me clean. Though I know I'm a flawed man, there'll be no sin. There'll be no shame. There'll be nothing tarnished about me. And for that, rather than looking back and being guilty, what we do, we want to look up and just worship the Lord, love the Lord, be grateful for what he has provided for you. So that's what I would encourage anybody that's stuck in that place. Look to Jesus, look to the cross, glorify him. You are forgiven. Amen. Amen. And with that, we are out of time. And I will add one thing. If you are listening here on Key Radio, um, we want to let you know a church cannot save you. Um, the four walls of a church cannot give you eternal life. Eternal life is found in a person, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ, as Bill said, who paid the ultimate price for your sin. Hey, thanks for listening today. We look forward to seeing you again on Shouts of Grace Radio. Have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us here at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.